Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one... The only Pucko Podcast! Ethan, we need to work on the originality of the show. What What do you think we could do for that? What if we just take all the segments and slightly change the names? You know what? That might just work. Welcome to the 214th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here with my co-host. Ethan Man, the Ethan guy. (laughs) You may know me as Ethan. Yes, and I'm Viger. Yeah, Viger, yeah. Or also known as Viger, if you're, if you like pronouncing things incorrectly. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, and so we have, (laughs) we have... The Puckle Podcast here. Puckle, of course, standing for well, the... No, 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 no. This is, this is the Pokemon informative uh, network of trainers, pint? which is p- Pint, yes. Pint. Pint. Not Pint, Pint. pint. This is Pint. <laughs> we're, cha- we're changing everything. We're, we're changing everything now. No, this we is... can't change everything, but we're Puckle. We're the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up in 2007. Pint 2016. We are a Pokemon podcast that talks about everything Pokemon, and we also have a Pokemon community where we hang out, battle, trade, do tournaments. It's a lot of fun. But thank you for listening to the show. You don't have, obviously have to join the community or anything, but the show's going to be a good time. And we have we have a good show for you guys today. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully. Maybe. We'll see We'll see how Ethan feels by the end of it. I'll give you a rating. I'll give the episode a rating. You'll give it a rating? Uh-huh. Yeah, you should do that at the end. Yeah. Okay, so let me ask you guys what I ask you guys every week. Uh-huh. What have you been up to in Pokemon lately? Well, I'm I'm at home on break, so naturally I'm smashing it up and playing that Smash goodness. And <laughs> that that's Pokemon related, I guess. That's I on the bingo card. Did you know that's on the bingo card? There's a bingo card? There's a Puckle bingo <laughs> card. It's almost complete. One of the things on the Puckle bingo card is the answer to what have you been doing in Pokemon lately is uh-huh. one of the co-hosts says, I've played Smash Brothers. I think that's been my answer like probably 18 times at this point. 
You are uh, the one that hosted a Smash Bros. Puckle podcast before, so that's true. That's true. That's you true. did do that one for the Wii U, right? That was him, me, and Bo that were all together, right. together there. That's right. Yeah. That was the impromptu uh, Thatch you were missing episode. Thatch, Thatch so. had to take a vacation episode. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and just claim the Pokken episode for myself. That's me. That's all, <laughs> all day. People are welcome to join my episode. But this is this is going to be an open podcast. Anybody can join. Just well, don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. You're you're jumping to conclusions. Any, there. Anybody can step up and get bodied. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> So, Viker, what have you been up to in Pokemon, then? I've been playing more Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon. I decided to restart the whole thing with a new starter and new partner and everything. I first set out with a Turtwig and Fennekin pair, but then I decided, you know what? Not delving into spoilers, but certain game mechanics made it a little Mm -hmm. bit more appealing to go into playing as a Riolu with a Froakie partner. So I was Mm. like, you know what? I'll just start from scratch. I already know what happens. Let's do this. I, I got that for Christmas as well, actually. I've been it's, playing. It's a, it's a pretty good... I have some opinions of it, and I think I'm going to save it for next week until I've played the pretty much the entire game, hopefully. You should have done a super mystery time. Well, no, that's what we're going to do next week, right? Save me for that one. I'll go. I'll get right back on that because I'm already playing it. But I think Shamu way... also wants it as well. So. Alright, we'll just see what happens. But either way, I've also, for Christmas, I got a Mewtwo X, or Mega Mewtwo X themed breakthrough... Elite Trainer Box. And I saw the... this. You were gloating about this in our chat. Yes. I'm not really gloating, but I'm just kind of pointing <laughs> no. out, like, I'm, I'm goofing what it. happens to these sort of things. <laughs> but in this whole box, out of the ten boosters that I got, I actually got three very rare cards. One Mega Glalie EX, uh Chestnut Break card, and then, my pride and joy right now, a Full Art Mega Mewtwo Y EX. Ooh. So... Yeah. If any of you have seen the Breakthrough Elite Trainer Box opening video that I posted on Topaco where me, Scrawn, Bo, and Mr. Sniffles all went through that, you saw that I pulled a Mega Mewtwo X EX card. It wasn't full art, but you see the kind of dankery I get into. So what have you been doing, Thatch? Since the last week, I've been well, I've been playing lots of showdown in preparation for the ultimate underground tournament of champions, the UUTC our annual OU tournament, so I've been preparing for that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I still haven't laid down my roster yet, which needs to happen probably by Wednesday so I can breed the team in time. We also have... I also, as I said, got Mystery Dungeon. I've been playing that some. Haven't haven't beaten it yet because I I know this is a complaint a lot of people have had so far, going into the reviews and everything, is that there's like a tutorial section that is super long. It's long. It's There's really, it's really long, and it's just like I want to play Super Mystery. I want to play Mystery Dungeon, and it's like, well, you got to play these five hours of gameplay before you can start catching Pokemon. It's rather frustrating, but I'm just trying to power through it. They keep interrupting you for story plot so that you can't mm-hmm. get any more of them. It's like, ugh, fine. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of like the story. I haven't gotten too far into it. I mean, this is the first time I've actually sat down and played a Mystery Dungeon game. In mm-hmm. quite some they're, time. They're, they're quite different from your ordinary Oh, yes. Po- I agree. I know that for a fact. And I, I heard this one was good, and it was challenging. So by, Mystery Dungeons, by Mystery Dungeon standards, I would say this is probably on the higher spectrum mm-hmm. of things. So, then again, I've only played two Mystery Dungeon games, including this one, so <laughs> mine doesn't really matter much in the long run. But I'll still say it. I liked it. I had fun with this game, and I think you will, too. 
I hope so. I mean, it has, it's not bad so far. I'm oh. not I'm not upset with it or anything. I'm fuming. <laughs> Other than that, though, that's what I've been working on. I've been working on some OU stuff, getting getting my team ready for the EUTC, and hopefully that starts, I believe, the January like 11th. So I have like two weeks to get everything together. So I need to solidify my roster here real soon, like. But yeah, that's what I've been up to. So let's head over to our next segment, which is the the uh, the current goings on. The current goings on, yeah. The current goings on. So let me cue that epic music. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower. This just in. And in the recent happenings. I can't get over that either. No. The current goings on. In the recent goings on, mm-hmm. or the that news, going on right or now. the news, if you will. There hasn't been much going on, obviously, because we're still awaiting that Pokemon Z announcement, which probably won't happen until February. I'd almost have, I actually think it's going to happen in January, because that's when X and Y was first announced. I don't think there's a January. pattern at all, but I think if they're going to do well, it, it's going to be in February during the 20th anniversary. Like, there's going to be a Pokemon Direct in the 20th anniversary, you know? We can move on to what is actually happening for the 20th anniversary. We have the re-release, as we've discussed previously, of red, blue, green, and yellow. Yes. In Japan, here in the U.S., it's just red, yellow, and blue. In Japan, though, they're getting these really cool boxes that we discussed as well earlier. But now, we also real- they also showed off oh, that man. they're giving away, or not giving away, but selling 3DSs that are themed for the different DSs. colors. 2DSs. 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 They are so cool. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they are. There's a red one, a blue one, a green one, and a yellow one. Which And they're all like the transparent, old-school Game Boys. You know what I'm talking about? I am yes. seriously jealous of this. Like, like, I literally, no, like, I literally am too. The X, A, B, and y, y buttons are color-coordinated, color-coordinated blue, red, yellow, mm-hmm. and green, respectively, as yes. well. It's, and the entire system itself is safer. You can see like the, all it's the inner the old school and... design. It's just like the ruby and sapphire red and blue ones they gave they sold not too long it ago. It is yep. so tacky. It is it is beautiful. I love it. Yeah, I, it's it's, nostalgia it's... strong. What was the the series? The play it loud. Wasn't that the thing in the nineties where they had all those transparent game that's boys? That's true. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're already like, well, I already have a 3ds. Why do I need to buy a cool limited edition? see-through colored one 2ds because that's dumb why would i do that i have no reason to be jealous of the japanese version why would i be jealous of the japanese version well just wait it was announced that in the japanese versions of the games you will also be getting a special serial code that is redeemable until march 31st 2017 and Keep that in mind, 2017, yeah. that's two These, years from now. The serial code unlocks in your X and Y or Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire a Mew. Oh, The first man. time that you can get a Gen 6 Mew with the Pentagon. Keep that in mind, this everybody. Is, this, yeah. is one of, this is probably the first event to have Mew in quite a long Since time. Since about 2010. Yeah. In any country. In five any to six country. years. We have not had any. No, I'm pretty sure it was 2010. <laughs> Yeah, five. I'm pretty sure because we just talked about this not too long ago. Yeah, yeah, I was on that one. Yeah, we're talking about event Pokemon. No, I think you're totally. I think it was 2010. Yeah, 
2010, yeah. it, I believe. Let me let me double check that because you know there's gonna be some guy who sends an email yeah. in, actually, or, or writes an uh, iTunes review and is just uh, like, no, there was one in 2011. If you went to the specific McDonald's, went into their basement that connected to a Burger King, and then you walked upstairs and you were in a GameStop, you get and then you unlock the secret of Atlantis, and then <laughs> you 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 have to, you have to complete this puzzle. And then once you complete that puzzle, you have to you have to draw a pentagram on the ground and sacrifice three Pokemon games to Satan, and then only then will you That's get. It's really detailed. Either. Yeah, just uh, no. <laughs> it was 2010 though, in, we nailed in it. America and Japan. We're the best. And Europe, it was it was all over the place in 2010. It looks, but it was it, the first one to be given away since 2010. That's six years. Like imagine that six years without a Mew event. Yeah. I would be super frustrated if I wasn't a longtime Pokemon fan. So yeah. yeah, Gen Five didn't get a Mew event. It did. It did. Twenty ten was did? Gen Five. Okay, I couldn't remember how mm-hmm. long ago. Oh wait, no, that was Heart Gold Soul Silver. Never mind, I was wrong. Yeah, I was about to say. I was like, I don't even remember Gen Five even having a Mew event. It did not. There were a lot of pe- the problem. The problem I have with Pokemon as of right now, which I think they're remedying, looking at how Deoxys was handled in the Delta episode. Yeah, is that they're going to start ma- taking some of these mythical Pokemon and removing their mythical status by making them available in-game somehow. Because yeah. look at how many mythical Pokemon there are that you have to get in events. Way too many. There are a lot. <laughs> you have Mew, you have Celebi, you have, uh, you have Drachi. No longer you Deoxys. Have Man- you have Manaphy, you have Darkrai, you have Shaman, you have Arceus, you have... Keldio, Genesect, go, 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 go. You have Victini. Uh, you have you have about thirteen, Deonce. fourteen of these guys. You have Deontay. You have Hoopa. You're going to have Volcanion. It's oh, just going to be crazy. It's, it's like it's about fourteen Pokemon that you have to go and get via an event, and I think that is an absolutely absurd number of Pokemon that you need to get via event. What if they just did an event which was all of them, and you had to keep going to the guy in the in the the uh, I guess <laughs> the Pokemon Center and like, hey. I'm gonna here to pick up my Pokemon, and you have to keep going back to the. Box. I think the way that they would handle that actually is via Pokebank. Yes, so which they could just dump it in Pokebank. Can we but then you have a... to get your money to buy Pokemon Bank in the first place. It's five dollars a year. Yeah, I know, but still, you have to keep renewing. It the subscription the service is absolutely like I am more than willing to give them five dollars a year. Yeah, it's nothing outrageous just... like Xbox Live. Or anything, so yeah. yeah. I just say it's like the five dollars just to transfer all of my Pokemon onto the current game, and then whatever. I just keep all my Pokemon in the game. I don't like it floating around in the cloud with the Altaria. <laughs> I keep, I keep I'll, my, I'll... I keep my real ones in my cartridges. The Man, extra you... stuff I have, I keep in Pokebank. Yeah. Do you guys think there's any way this 2DS comes over here? Because it's like... maybe. They're very it's, well If you busy. go to Japan and physically drag it over here by its hair. Well, the problem yes. is they're region locked, right? <laughs> So you uh, can't play. Yeah, I guess so. You can't play. You games better learn to how to read Japanese then. <laughs> um, the first of all, like they're they're nine thousand or nine thousand nine hundred yen, which is like eighty bucks, which is which is ridiculous. You can go buy a two DS for eighty bucks, man. Mm-hmm. I would buy one of these just to own it because they're so neat. They are really cool, and I'm the, a the Pikachu jealous. one. The, the Pokemon Yellow one has specific like colored buttons to be more Pikachu. They, they all have specific colored buttons. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the the D pad and Start and Select are are different from oh, the rest. That's true. Of the, yeah, the look line. at that. Yeah, it's the minute details, man. Look at that. All right. So other news though. Let's Enough. get off this yeah. Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow nostalgia trip. 
uh, regionals for were announced in the United States, their locations and dates for both winter and spring. So if you're interested in going to Pokemon regionals, these are where you're going to have to do it <laughs> before nationals. Yep. So February 13th, you can go to the Farm Bureau Center at Meadow at the Meadow Park Meadow, Meadow Event Park in Doswell, mm. Virginia. In February 20th, you go to the Gateway Center in Collinsville, Illinois, or the Business Expo in Anaheim, California. And the 27th, there's two of them again, Park Inn by Radisson Resort and Conference Center in Orlando, Kissimmee. Not, not in Orlando, uh, it's in Kissimmee. Center Florida. Orlando in Kissimmee, Florida. I don't know why they threw Orlando in there for... I think I think Kissimmee is pretty close to Orlando. Gator, will, Gator or anybody else who lives in Florida yeah. will be like, no, not true. And then correct us on that in the mm-hmm. Facebook chat. But either way, the second one for February 27th is the Monarch Hotel and Conference Center in Clackamas, Clackamas this Oregon. Is, some of these are new places, which is very interesting yeah, this and is, very exciting. Yeah, this is really nice. It's like these places I've Collinsville, Illinois of. can't be too far from you either. I don't – I've heard of it, Collinsville, Illinois. I haven't heard – a lot of these are small towns, right? Yeah. I haven't heard of Clack, Clackamas, Oregon. Clackamas. Well, yeah. That, I, I never even knew that was a thing. Yeah. In spring, though, we get some bigger ones. Uh, May 14th, you get Seattle, Washington. May 21st, you get both Athens, Georgia, and Madison, Wisconsin. And mm. May 28th, you can do it again in Massachusetts as well. In Marlboro, Massachusetts. Two more remain to have d- dates confirmed for spring in Salt Lake City and Kansas City. Ooh. Now, with the Kansas City, I can't tell you if that's in Kansas or in Missouri. Kansas City's in Missouri. No, there's a Kansas City in Kansas what? as well. I'm assuming it's the Missouri one. Well, they would specify then. <laughs> there's two Kansas cities. The Kansas City in Kansas, I think, is much smaller than the Kansas City in in Arkansas. I have... Arkansas? Or Missouri. 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 <laughs> My bad. How do I know this? Because there, there Kansas is there is a Kansas City in Arkansas, though. Worth noting. He's not he's not crazy. There there are a lot of Kansas. Yeah, cities. there are a lot of, Kansas, a lot of Kansas, Kansas cities. I'm pretty sure, right? But when you yeah. think about it, you think it's of like Springfield. Of course, there's going to be way more that are going to be introduced before the. I wouldn't say way more. I would say these two. And well, we still have the summer, it. and then we have no them. summer doesn't have regional events. They have oh, they have nationals. Oh, okay. Never mind then. Summer, you get to go to nationals in the United States, so you can go to Indianapolis. Never mind then. Every year, it's been it it was in Indianapolis every year except for one, I believe, and that was the first year they did it. And then ever since then, it's been in Indianapolis, which is where we'll have hashtag FuckleCon. Is is that the the most middle state? It's the crossroads of America, Ethan. Is that gosh? Get it right. (laughs) I, I would go more southerly than that, but. No, I, I don't think – I think they just think this is a good middle ground. They have a lot of players actually on the East Coast. Like, a lot of players play VGC on the East Coast. Yes, they do. And – no, no, like, no joke. No, the no, East no, Coast saying, is where it's at to play no, VGC. No, no. Oh, no, no, I know. I'm a part of it. <laughs> New York, baby. There are a lot of people that play over there, more so than I believe the West Coast. And a, a lot of the good players are from the East Coast, at least. Mm-hmm. And I think they try to make it a middle-ish ground, but yeah. they know a lot more of their big participants are coming from the East Coast. Mm-hmm. They 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 plan all this stuff out. I like I'm just goofing. Like there's <laughs> the there are much more intelligent people than me with a lot more data picking these oh, states for sure. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. I'm really happy that it's always in Indianapolis because it's really close to me. 
I can travel there within a few hours. Yeah. So it also makes PuckleCon way way easier. Hashtag PuckleCon. Hashtag you better be there. <laughs> I might I might I might be there this year. If you are, we can finally high five and be like, we live two hours away from each other and we've never Why met. Why did we wait so long? <laughs> it's it's still honestly we should carpool if that's gonna happen. Yeah, might carpool. as well. Yeah. Is, is so are, what are, are there any other goings on or happenings? Other, no, there, it's Not been pretty really dry not. this news week. Unless you would like some new 3DS themes. Uh, I think it'll be good. Yeah, new yeah, 3DS themes are, things. were released in the United States this week, so you mm-hmm. can check those out. Some Pokemon 3DS themes. Some of them are pretty cool looking, but I think I still we use have the a lot of other ones theme from the, my OG 3DS. <laughs> I don't think I've changed it at all. So that's it for the news. No new Puckle news, other than you should sign up for the UUTC today if you haven't already and you want to participate, you should sign mm-hmm. up as soon as possible. That registration closes in about two weeks, I believe on January 9th. So you have to get your teams in by then. So without further ado, let's kick it on to today's Discussionables. Discussionables, a.k.a. Talking Points. A.k.a. The Topic. Uh-huh. After well, no. a short break. Hey everyone, it's Viger, and I'm here to tell you that you should check out all the cool features that Puckle has. Puckle Podcast has a chat box where you can chat with me fellow co-hosts, and other members of this wonderful community. We also have forums and even tournaments to participate in. You can follow us on social media such as Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Tumblr, and Reddit. You can be part of the show by sending us an email to pucklepodcast.gmail.com. Every show has about 20 minutes of emails, and we appreciate hearing from you. So check out everything Puckle has to offer. And on to the discussionables today for the topic. Yes. Why do we have to rename everything? Because, because this is what we're doing. Sense. It sounds awful. Yeah, of course it sounds awful. This is what people want, though. That's true. We're giving the people what they want. That's true. Today we're going to talk about esports and whether Pokemon is an esport. It's going to oh be an interesting back and forth topic because I believe Ethan does not think it's an esport, and Viger does think it's an esport. Correct. And I am somewhere in the middle ish, and I I think it doesn't matter for one, but. I'm not it sure. <laughs> no, it, it. I mean, I think, first of all, let's just get this out of the way right now. None of this matters at all. No, it doesn't. It's and not going to change gone. anything no. about Pokemon, whether or not we define it as an eSport or not. Now, here's why Viger's a terrible person. You shouldn't listen to him. <laughs> what? I can't, I can't, I can't. We're going <laughs> to oh, keep, keep this, we're going to keep this, uh, humane, this beat down. Mm-hmm. Beat down. All right, all right. How about Viger? You open with your statement of why you think Pokemon is an esport. Well, if I do recall, you guys looking up what was it? Webster's Dictionary's definition of it's Wikipedia. Wikipedia. There's no Webster's Wikipedia Dictionary whatever. You said that an esport is defined as a, an entertainment or a, comp, a competitive entertainment media in which the competition itself is done over an electronic device such as a computer or in this case a video game console yes so games like league of legends smite Dota, oh, those are all those are Starcraft, all dis- those are decidedly all confirmed those are real esports <laughs> so by definition because pokemon itself is played on an electronic device in this case the 3ds or 2ds whichever one you want to go by in in, in a literal international championship that's held across the entire world just like league dota 2 smite and starcraft 2 by definition it should be right up there with how with being an esports just like all those other ones so i don't really see where you stand ethan 
by Counter- that definition. Counterpoint. Uh-huh. Pokemon does not have the same level of interactivity as a, as a League of Legends or, or a, a Counter-Strike. The, the definition of esports is, is pretty, pretty broad, but it could, I think if you ask most people, an esport is a game where you have uh, tons of interaction or, you know, a, 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 there's, there's feats of like technical ability that just simply isn't there in, in a Pokemon game. Let me, like if you're, if you're executing in Starcraft, you're ex, you watch these people, these people are hitting like 200 APM. In Pokemon, you, you're you're clicking a, you're clicking a button once per turn. It's a it's a turn based game. Yeah, but so but is chess, keep... right? No, let, let me let me interrupt here and ask all you guys right. questions along the way. I was going to bring up chess. Yeah, let me but, let me ask you questions along the way. First of uh-huh. all, there's chess, but there's also an element of luck, which a lot of people argue doesn't make Pokemon an esport. It's not a competitive, true competitive are... game because Rock Slide can miss, but Rock Slide also has a thirty percent chance of causing a flinch. So how does that fit into your definitions of an esport? And how does that affect Pokemon standing as an eSport with the, with the luck aspect? Well, luck can take many different forms, whether it be um, one singular misclick just because something happened, or, oh my gosh, my pinky's cramping up. Oh, I can't go any further. Ugh, something that's like te- that. That's technical stuff, though. That's, that's, that's technical. technical. That would be luck-based. All of a yeah. sudden, it's like, oh, this, this is playing into my favor. My opponent's hand's cramping up. Time to win this whole thing, but then... Pokemon is a is a strategy game. It's not yeah. it's not a, a, a it, it's more akin to 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 a card game or board game. Yeah, but there are there are competitive ma- like matchups for Hearthstone. Hearthstone, you'd say, is an esport, right? I again, I, I I would disagree. I I think that I don't think Hearthstone is an esport. I think it's a a, a turn based strategy game. How is that not an esport though? How is that I, not an esport? I, I didn't want to take this side. I, I, I <laughs> listen to me, Puckle audience. I, I think that Pokemon's an esport. I swear. It's just, <laughs> I just can't so, go any further. So, somebody had to be the devil's advocate, and nobody likes Ethan, so we chose him. Yeah, I had to. I had to be. I, there had to be a, a, a pariah or a, a, a. No, I think this is still an interesting discussion, even if we all think it's an esport, right? Yeah. There is an argument to be made that it's not an esport, though. No, it, there like, definitely it, is. It is. You have, argument. you have, as I said, you have these luck these luck issues, which a lot of people say doesn't make a competitive game. And you hear this a lot among the competitive battlers just on YouTube, right? You hear yeah. the, you hear the, very commonly the phrase, well, that's Pokemon, whenever they get flinched or they get hacks or something. The hacks issue is really what a lot of people hate about Pokemon and think it's not, it prevents it from being a game, an eSport. But instead, I think it makes it a very interesting form of eSport. Also, there's a couple different issues. Such as, you know, the there are no professional quote unquote Pokemon players. Right. You, but you have you have I a think number that would be that would be the kind of the point to draw is that nobody's making a living off of No, you can't, right? The the official yeah. tournaments, the VGC style tournaments, uh the winnings are all in the form of free video game consoles and yeah. scholarships. I think the an esport is is something more like like a, a StarCraft because the you know the the market is there. Like people watch that and consume that on television in South Korea. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, it's mm-hmm. and I mean but Dota then, aired on TV and ESPN in the states. You know, like it's we Pokemon's on Twitch now though. When you watch yeah. the regional events, it's the, on and Twitch. then and then it's like you've also got to keep into keep in mind that winners like Siege and Park, 
who's he had an entire parade thrown in his honor when he came <laughs> yeah. back to South. I Korea. think that's just everyone was heralding South him Korea in general, right? Yeah, they just eat up this video game competition. That's a different cult. I feel like that's a cultural issue more well, than a have... video game issue. South South Korea has been accepting of esports since 2000. You know, like yeah, yeah. Like StarCraft One era, they they were still putting that stuff on TV. No, yeah. I agree with you 100%. And I think that esport, I, th- I think that, I think arguing whether or not it's an esport is very pedantic. It doesn't change anything mm-hmm. about what Pokemon is because there definitely is a huge in IRL competitive scene at VGCs and Nationals, right? Yeah. We, I went to Nationals last year and in 2011. Huge number of people there watching, just watching, just spectating, being there, hanging out, spectating, mm-hmm. watching these matches. Not to mention you have, you have some big names. But, as I said, there are some minor differences, not just the prize earnings, right? But also in that luck-based element. That luck-based yeah. element, I think, is uh, it's it's not good for people who want this to become, like, a typical esport. The where, element yeah. of RNG is, that that certainly has, like, a factor, but that's part of the strategy, you know? It's not, like, it's not even that, right? It's part of the fun. Really. If, you're not, if you're not taking risks, if there's not a chance that when Peyton Manning throws the football, it can get intercepted... What's the fun in watching that? But right? that, that's an execution thing where, it, where, like, I think that you have to, it's like poker. You know how poker is a, mm-hmm. is a thing where yeah. they show it on ESPN way too often? There is that element of randomness there, but that randomness is what, like, that's where the skill lies, is understanding what situations mm-hmm. it's okay to take a risk yeah, of. Yeah, you could get a good hand or you could get a bad hand. No, I yeah. really, I really like, you know, the percentages of how this person could win, right? Mm-hmm. When you're watching yeah. Texas Hold'em on poker, I think something like that would be very interesting to put on a Pokemon thing, right? Be difficult though. There's so it would be it would be really difficult because there's numerous difficult. paths that you'd be taking. You'd have to hire like 40 people to sit there and do the calculations for one match. Yeah, right. And I, I don't think it has the. Also, if we started doing that, it would it would kind of take away like the fun in Pokemon. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's it's extent. one one any given move could be a crit, you know, mm-hmm. like and no, that you have gets... you have crits. Yeah. There's a six percent chance you're always that you can land a crit. You always have if somebody's running scald, you have a thirty percent chance that they can get burned, and then your attack is halved. And if you're a physical physical Pokemon, that's an issue, right? Yeah. And you can also, but this luck element, as I was saying, what I, where I was trying to go with this luck element, is that it allows new players to come onto the scene much more easily than in other esports, right? Yeah, you don't see this. There, there's definitely. I'm not saying there's not a learning curve in Pokemon because there most definitely is. It's the tech skill. You don't need the tech skill. To you don't. You don't need Pokemon. that tech skill as much. You still need yeah. it, but if you're well, well, t- say, well, tech say, skill, say you're new to the scene and you haven't played in these tournament scenes and you get the butterflies in your stomach and everything, and you're you're really scared that you're going to lose, but you can do really well actually, compared to you know somebody who's well known like Aaron Zhang or Wolf Glick. Because there's that element of randomness. Because you could land a couple lucky crits or get a paralysis off a thunderbolt or something that you weren't supposed to or you didn't account for. And that could be what just what you needed to be able to get in and win the game. That's like what happens with uh, my Porygon Z. It always seem, Tri-Attack always seems to freeze whenever I never really need it to, but it just comes out sometime like, well, this just made this game a whole lot easier for me. And it puts my opponents in a bind. That this... luck element does just kind of keeps cycling new players in and out of the system. Yeah, exactly. System. Exactly. So, this, this format allows you to allows, bring in new Pokemon. players. 
it allows Pokemon to not grow stagnant with people. It's just like the same people winning all the time. Yeah, with the which same I think is Pokemon. Which is probably the greatest thing is that other than Ray Rizzo, I don't think we've had a multiple world championship winner. And I think I believe in kind of sort of that Ray Rizzo only won that many times because of the lack of competition at these like at these tournaments. Yeah. But not saying not saying Ray Rizzo isn't good because Ray Rizzo is good. The field isn't dominated by genetic freaks, which is nice. That's true. Like you know what I mean? Like like it's not just a bunch of people who are like extremely gifted in terms of like talent. It's it's a bunch of people who who un- like analyze the game and understand mm-hmm. like they put the time into understanding the meta, you know? And I think that makes it accessible to 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 like you know, the rest of us who, who yeah. can't who can't like run a 40 40 meter dash in like 4 seconds, you know? <laughs> like yeah, it's, it's like instead you... It's like chess. Speak like, for yourself, like chess. Yeah. Speak for yourself. I can and it's like a the P- and dash. it's like the and it's like the actual grind that you have to do to get that perfect Pokemon for your team. Mm-hmm. Only for some other guy to just come out of nowhere who went through the exact same grind situation and takes it out. All your perfect meticulous planning and everything gets done over by the guy who put in just about as much effort as you did. So. But no, it's, again, it's some random guy that you've never seen before who's... No, that makes it up. fun, right? Yeah. I think, that again, makes it, I think it's this... fun that I haven't heard of the names that are winning VGCs every year. Yeah, yeah. I like how it's not growing stagnant. I think that's my favorite part, and I think it's actually because it's because of this luck element, right? Where we mm-hmm. can allow... Where it's easily accessible to new players. And that's why, I, I that, that, that's why people don't like it as an eSport, I guess, because we don't have these big names that everybody knows. We do have big yeah. names, though, right? I, I've mentioned a couple. I've mentioned Ray Rizzo. You have Wolf Glick. You have Aaron Zhang. These are just in the United States. We've mentioned Seijun Park, who's been in the VGC scene for a while. Even before he won the 2014 Worlds, he's been in yeah. the VGC meta for a while, and he's been a big name. He's, But you never see these guys get very high consistently. I mean, kind of, sort of. But you don't see it's, them you know, get, It depends on what your definition of high is. It's it's that any given match kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and it's it's yeah. much. I think it's much more exaggerated than Pokemon, though. There's in other other it's, competitions. It, I don't know if it makes it like a level playing or not a level playing field, but like, I think that's kind of what a lot of detractors would say makes it not a sport. Is that you, it's not like a lot of you can't really replicate things very much in it because mm-hmm. there is that randomness. But that's what makes it fascinating to watch. Is that y- you could see somebody who by all means should not be, you know, coming with a, an inferior team, but through sheer, you know, gumption and, and luck, they, they just find their way into the win, you know? like It's like that underdog story. Just mm-hmm. comes out of mm-hmm. nowhere, and oh my gosh, there's the burn! He this happens the all the time. <laughs> yeah. All the time. But yeah, it's... I think that's what makes it more intriguing to watch, is just waiting for those mm-hmm. moments to happen. It's just like, will it happen? Can he turn it around? Because there is that, or is that possibility. Unlike League, where it's like, oh, this this game's sunk. There's yeah, no way and, that they yeah. can. And you it's just like, watch, it's almost uh, guaranteed, yeah. and then it's just like StarCraft 2. Oh, Zerg Rush, done, done, we're done. Now, now if but the definition like, of an eSport... Oh, will it miss? Will he flinch? Will mm-hmm. he inflict the burn? Who knows? Because luck of the draw. To uh, move on just a little bit, and to discuss something else, we were talking about salaries and winnings a little bit. And in my opinion, if Pokemon were to actually pick up that kind of format where you're actually making real people money instead of scholarships, playing these yeah. games, and advertisers and sponsors were to come in and sponsor certain players, I don't know that I want Pokemon to be like that. I don't know if it could ever be like that. I, I don't it want is... it to be, even if it could. 
I don't. I, I I agree with you that it it possibly could never do that, especially yeah. as, with a cur- current format. There's no way you're gonna have a salaried player. There's just no way. First of all, there's not enough money on the line. But even if there was enough money on the line, you're looking at the way it's played because nobody's gonna be able to win consistently. So what's the point of having somebody who's sponsored? Yeah. Yeah. Right. It, yeah. It's it it kind of holds back like the the expansion into like the the mainstream of of uh esports but mm-hmm. it's also not as visible as something like like a, a fighting game like if you're if you're watching mm-hmm. a fighting game you could see who's just laying a massive beat down on somebody but in pokemon somebody could have you, a have, you have to know the game you have to you know have, the game. yeah like you most people aren't going to understand when you've got like a, a a stall poke in the in the back pocket you know what i mean like it's just mm-hmm. that they're not going to be able to pick up on that instantly which it's I think like, is... again, Siege and Park came in with a freaking Pachirisu one year. And it's like, mm-hmm. who who in their right mind? And that thing was super tanky and bulky, and you never knew what it was going to do. It, so, of course. It, it, you only don't know what it's going to do because it's not covered in the meta. And, again, it goes back to analyzing the meta, and anybody can do it, right? Anybody can analyze the meta and figure it out. And in his team, Pachirisu was the perfect fit. It was... For his team. For his team. I wouldn't... I wouldn't... What made me very angry in 2014 after that after that Worlds match is everybody and their brother tried to use Pachi Risu on Showdown in OU singles, and I'm just like, what's wrong with you? Stop it! This isn't how it works. This isn't how Pachi Risu is used. <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people saw that as a I don't know. There's a lot of defining moments in Pokemon where people will say, "This is going off the topic of whether or not Pokemon's an esport." There are a lot of people who don't like Smogon's rules or their tiers, and understandably so to some extent, because people are just like, well, Landorus Therian's allowed in OU, and, you know, I was one of those people, right? <laughs> I still I still think Lando T is... I, when when your Smogon article reads, the best way to counter a Landorus Therian is to bring a Landorus Therian, I think yeah, there's a little you... bit of a problem. But it was also it was also due to the fact that Landorus Therian was, at the time, dominating two metagames. Which yeah. has just never been seen before. But I'm not. I'm not saying I'm an advocate for Lando T or I'm against Lando T. But you're looking at these things where people get, they complain that these legendaries are involved in OU and they don't think it's fair because yada yada yada. You can't catch them. You can't breed them. Which makes sense. It does yeah. make sense. I agree. It does make sense. I understand that it's rough. But if you want, there are perfectly good ways to get around using those legendaries. There is a counter for literally everything. Kind you just got to find it, breed it, train kind of, it, sort of. or catch the right one. Kind of, sort of. That's not all always true. Yeah, but... it's like you do. It's like I almost have to keep reminding myself. It's like you do realize Landorus Therian's a flying ground. You know what's double weakness against that? Ice. Yes, but ice is also a very weak type. And well, then find rock, a very which... bulky Pokemon that can learn an ice move and have at it. It doesn't. It's actually not that easy. Uh, look up Landorus Therian and on Smogon and tell me what the checks yeah, and counters I'm are. I'm just saying that the very uh, Pokemon's very core. Where that that is will, no, no. You're, you're correct, and that's not where I'm going with this, though. I'm yeah, going, I'm going I, to the I, point I, where sorry. people don't seem to realize that the analysis done by the people at Smogon, who have people who spend way a lot of time, I almost said too much, but a lot of time, where they will go and analyze the meta game, and they, they, most of them for the for the most part, they know what's happening, they know what's up. There are a couple bands that I think are kind of wonky, like Aegislash. I didn't mm-hmm. quite understand that one. I've never had trouble with Age of Slash. No, but doesn't mean fire's pretty common. Ground's pretty common. Ah, it's not it's dark. Not... Is super common. It's one of those. It's mm. one of those things. 
Pokemon is Pokemon's kind of an eSport. The official ruling of Poco Podcast is that it's an eSport. Come at us. <laughs> I mean, if, if you're gonna if you're gonna call it anything, yeah, it's an eSport. You have people who are playing it. I'd almost have to say though, Pokemon, with it being considered an eSport, I'd almost have to say it is one of the most inviting kind oh, of esports yes. out there man don't tr- don't go anywhere near dota if you don't know anything no yeah those guys are Stay mean away. i would not even touch league of legends with a 10-foot sterilized no. large pole being held oh, by no. somebody else mm-hmm. i would not go anywhere no, there's near there's that. some games that are just very very competitive and pokemon is definitely a much more inviting community and if you show any sign of weakness they will call you the scum of the earth and names we cannot tell you because then that would revoke our pg license <laughs> because yeah we'd be going into r-rated territory with the stuff that i've been called when i tried to play league once so all right then let's uh i think that's it let's wrap up the topic then and we're gonna kick it to commercial break so we will catch you guys on the flip-flop some undetermined time in the future the ultimate showdown years in the making Eevee versus Eevee, Hexmaniac Locke versus Ethan. Who will come out on top as the true Eevee fan? Tune in someday, maybe, to find out. Hey there, Pokemon trainers. You looking for some special items to make your Pokemon even stronger? Then come on over to Techno Nerds Evolution Item Emporium. Looking for a Kingdrock to evolve your Seedra into Kingdra? We got it right there. Is your Magmar not up to snuff with what you want from it? Give it one of our patented Magmarizers and have a Magmortar that will completely burn the field. Or if you're like me and you want an upgrade to your Porygon 2, then we've got some special dubious data ready for you to install. So what are you waiting for? Come on over to TechnoNerd's Evolution Item Emporium today. Poke the episode. And on to the Pokemon that we talk about. This week, <laughs> our Pokemon is... <laughs> Our Pokemon is National Dex number 376, Metagross, the Iron Leg Pokemon. According to the Omega Ruby Pokemon uh, Pokedex entry, Metagross has four brains in total. Combined, the four brains can breeze through difficult calculations faster than a supercomputer. This Pokemon can float in the air by tucking its in its four legs. Ooh, Metagross is so actually... When you hear... I was so really yeah, surprised hear... to see that we haven't done it yet. Yeah, so when you hear about the metagame itself, where do you think that name comes from? <laughs> the name metagame. Well, metagross. You're supposed to say metagross. I don't think it comes from metagross, I think though. you're that's, wrong, That's though. 100% wrong. I, I disagree with you. <laughs> uh, you get my point. <laughs> you just got sandbagged. Boom. But metagross <laughs> is actually really good. Yep, it's ridiculous. It's metagross a... is one of the few Pokemon where you can run both its mega and not mega forms, and it's perfectly viable. First of all, let's just get this out of the way right now. Dope typing. Just... Oh yeah, Psychic Psychic Steel is a very good typing. Yep. It's weak to both Dark and Ghost though, which is kind of something to watch out for. It kind of took a hit. He also gets a he also gets a ground weakness as well. And fire. Ground. We're we're mentioning all of these really common types. Uh, yeah, but but like when you look at all those resistances, it's just stupid. oh yes, he gets he, he's pretty much resistant to everything else. Point poison immunity, like you know it, it's. 
I mean, he, he's the only damaged normally. He's only damaged normally and weak to eight out of the eighteen types. Yeah, it's a it it balls out like it's a good type. Mm -hmm. And most of those types aren't really used in the VGC. Well, not even oh. in VGC, but also in the OU metagame. A lot of them are actually very common. Fighting, very common. You also yeah. have bug, Fire. which is Fire. very common. Fire's, Fire's, Fire's gotten more common because it resists fairy. Earthquake is on literally every team. EQ. Yeah. 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 You have... You're stupid not to bring an earthquake in. So these these types are actually pretty common. But, yeah. but, but I mean, it's a trade-off for having so many resistances. Oh, exactly. No, you're 100% right. It is, um, it is a huge trade-off. But Metagross is very good in its mega form. In its mega form, it gains 10 base attack. It gains 40 base speed. All of its defenses go up. It's yeah. insane. It's just and insane. And not to mention that its ability changes from either clear body or light metal to tough claws. So clear its body is... power just shoots through the roof even further. The, um, yes, the clear... base stat total is yes. stupid. It's just dumb. Yes. It's just it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Mega Metagross is actually very good, and it's really nice if you play a style where you're just all out about attacking and you don't want to worry about setting up. Uh -huh. you, oh, that, you just you really just have to you really have to just go through and eliminate on your opponent's team you the uh the the threats to Megagross Metagross not Megagross Megagross why is nobody calling it Megagross that sounds oh, really cool. Oh, we do we do many a time Megagross. <laughs> and so there are some Pokemon that can counter it pretty hard. Pretty much any at, dark type. Well, you're looking at Heatran. He, yeah. Dark types aren't that much of a problem. You can power through a lot of things with me, with Metagross. With Meteor Mash, you can power yes. through with a lot of things. Meteor Mash is one of those staple moves that you're there, ever going to There are moves. some, like, bulky ground types are pretty much a threat. I'm, I'm looking at Hippowdown, which mm -hmm. uh, recently I didn't realize is OU now. It's very cool to see that. Really? Uh, yeah. Huh. Fun fact. <laughs> Lander is Therian. If you if somebody runs the bulky variant of that, that can wall him pretty hard. Gliscor can also do it. And the thing is, they all all get earthquake stab. Right. To but here's the, punch here's Metagross the in the in the. We we mentioned the, all these negatives. It's still one of the best Pokemon you can run. No, no, no. I agree. If you if you go through your opponent's team and all they have that's a threat to it is say a Landorus Therian. That's no problem. And you take like, out the Landorus Therian with another Pokemon. You just send out Metagross. You can run max attack, max speed, run a jolly nature so you're out running everything. And is... you can you can probably sit there and just click Meteor Mash. Yep. And you've yeah. got it. If you, it if... You've also got to keep in mind that Meteor Mash also possesses the ability to raise Metagross's attack power even further, per chance. So then you just keep wailing on him and it gets stronger the more you use it. Yeah, Maybe and even coupling with that with power up punch to guarantee that nobody's going to run power up punch. On Meta, Meta, power up punch. Yeah, yeah, but it's not it's not as viable <laughs> as running, say, hammer arm. Yeah. Uh, the point of Metagross is to hit things before they hit it. So yes. bullet punch is a must. Bullet punch, I wouldn't say oh, is a yeah. must, but it's something that you want if you're worried if you don't have like a sticky web user on your team. Uh, you would want to run bullet punch if you get sticky web up. You would have no problem. You could run grass knot, or ice punch, or pursuit, or something much more fun. But the three staples of every mega mega metagross set, I'd have to say, would have to be meteor mash, zen headbutt, and hammer arm. Hammer arm especially so right now because hammer arm can take out things such as heatran and ferrothorn, no problem. Things that you would think would wall mega metagross, and those are things you want to run. If you don't respect a Metagross when it gets sent in, like mm -hmm. if you if you no. just kind of like brush it off, you're gonna get lit. It, you're yeah. just like it. 
I no, you're correct. I, I, you are one hundred. I don't play correct. a lot, you know, currently. But when I did play a lot, the amount of times I would just kind of like, like, oh, I could. This is no problem, and then it would wipe my entire team. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's a great poke. It's it, it, you have to respect it. You got to respect Metagross. It's an you excellent respect Pokemon. It. You, you should. I think this is one of the Pokemon that you should be prepared for all the time on your team. Like, yeah. I'm not going to say in the meta, it's impossible to be prepared for everything with one single team. Yeah. Right? And I would have to say that this is one of those Pokemon, though, that you should be prepared for on every team, at least by carrying some kind of Earthquake or something bulky. I really have become a fan of Hippowdon recently. Hippowdon is, like, really cool. Some sort of bulky, super effective Pokemon to either a Psychic or a Steel-type, and you should, in theory, be prepared for Metagross, but that's putting in some big finger quotes right there. There are a lot of things that you can just take never out. There, there, know. there are a lot of good counters other than these ground types, right? You yeah. you can you can run anything that's faster that can hit hard as well. Uh, Scarf Tyranitar comes to mind. Scarf Tyranitar could probably take it down. You can you can also even take it down. One of my favorite Pokemon again recently has been Tangrowth. Tangrowth is a UU Pokemon that is completely like I think just missed sometimes. And it's it's super defensive, and it's very it's very physically defensive, and has the ability regenerator. It it can also take down a me- mega metagross with status effects and stuff like that. Because it's unfortunate with a uh, in c- certain times you almost want to always try and lower the stats of a Pokemon to weaken it to the point where you can take it out. But unfortunately, metagross nine times out of ten will always be running clear body. Not so... when he's mega though, right? Not when he's mega. Also, but like, not to mention, Clear like Body said, doesn't affect the stat the stat drop that you get from being burned from like a Will O' Wisp or something. So, yeah, actually, I, I Rotom Wash is a good is a good choice as well to run for Scald and just it's not normal. no not for Scald for Will O' Wisp. Well, Will O' Wisp, yeah. Will O' Wisp is a much better move for that. Yeah, and then again, Rotom Wash as Water type moves can just bypass any sort of resistance anyway because Water just does normal damage to a steel and psychic so don't have to worry about all right let's move on to some trivia for metagross how about you guys right, get into that while i pull up a card i got i got well, some stuff. i've i've already pulled up both cards that you need to know about metagross okay so here's here's so. a bit of trivia here Meta, mega metagross is the heaviest non-legendary pokemon it is very heavy it's like two two thousand kilograms heaviest non-legendary yes or heaviest steel type Heaviest non-legendary. Okay, I'm trying two, to... I'm 2, trying 000, to pull... 2,078 pounds, which is a lot. I'm trying to pull the webpage down, but my web browser's kind of going slow. <laughs> we'll keep going, Ethan. Uh, it is the heaviest of all steel and psychic types as That's well. what I was reading. So. Uh, has the highest base stat total of all steel types and all non-legendary psychic types. Uh... And, and... Metagross and its evolutionary relatives are the only non-legendary Pokemon with a catch rate of three. Fascinating stuff right there. <laughs> well, Meta, well, Beldum was one of the hardest Pokemon that you could ever get back in Gen 3 because you could only get the one from Steven. Yes. And that was the one that you were stuck with. So. Yeah, you can still breed it with a Ditto. Yeah, but just with a Ditto. Yeah, so, but you can still breed it, so you can get more than still one. Breed it for... Do you guys want Despite... some name trivia? Well, what? despite being a yeah, give me some name trivia. <laughs> uh, go go ahead. Whatever you're saying. Well, the last bit of trivia. Despite being a genderless species, Metagross is referred to as a male in Pokemon Park Wii Pikachu's Adventure. Ooh, the classic despite, game. Yeah, the classic 
every Pokemon fan should own a game. So, mm-hmm. so, so name trivia. So obviously it's named for you know Metagross is you know it's it's metal and it's a cross, but its weight is it's by you know not mega form weight is twelve thousand twelve pounds, which is. Twelve hundred and twelve pounds. That's what I meant to say. Twelve hundred and twelve pounds. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. A gross is twelve times twelve, or one hundred forty-four. So it's a gross. Yes. Yes. It doesn't weigh a gross, but it. Pretty much. That's actually really cool. Actually. That's a nice play on words there. So in the TCG, there are currently two really good cards. We're talking about the Metagross. Well, I wouldn't say the Metagross EX card is actually that good. Leave that one to me. But I would I would claim that the Mega Metagross EX card is much, much Le- better. Yeah, that's the one I run. That's the one much, much better. The Mega Gross... Uh, we've talked about this on the TCG episode a lot, actually. The, uh, the, the EX Pokemon that get Mega Evolutions are typically not as good as the Mega Evolutions are not good at all. Yeah. So you're looking They're at... They're just basically there to hold it until you can Mega Evolve it. I mean, that's the, that's the drawback. That's what you pay for, right? You yeah. Get, so Mega or Metagross EX for Steel Energy and Colorless Energy, you can remove. You may move a its Magnetic Laser twenty damage, which isn't a lot. You may no. move a Steel Energy from one of your bench Pokemon to this Pokemon. Somewhat useful, I guess, for the effect. Because but... you have to keep in mind, Metagross EX is one card that you always want to constantly be stacking Metal Energy onto at all times because yes, it plays into its Mega, especially for the Mega. Yes, and then Squared Attack is fifty times where you flip coins and you get fifty times the number of coins for two Metal flip. and two Colorless. Flip damage though really sucks. Yeah, and it's four coins that you have to flip, and it's fifty times the number of heads. Mm-hmm. So you could either hit really hard or do absolutely nothing. You can, so. in my experience, coin flip attacks are just not worth it. But it's Mega Metagross EX that you really want to mm-hmm. get to with 220 health total and only one sing- and one attack, Gatling Slug, which is four colorless. But you might want to just keep using Metal Energy. It does a base 130, but it does 10 more damage for each Metal Energy that is attached to it. So you can constantly keep throwing out. Well, more that, that includes the energies energy. that are attached to it, right? You have you're, you're going to have. Yeah. Four attached to it to do the attack already, so that's 170 damage. It does 170 if you're only running metal energy. So mm-hmm. technically, it's 170 base, which knocks out pretty much anything that stands in its way. The only counter are any sort of other really powerful EX cards or a Mega EX on its side. But I'd say the biggest counter to Metagross EX is probably Eveltal EX and its Y Ball or mm-hmm. whatever attack it does because. That attack feeds off of both the energy attached to Eveltal well, as well. The, uh, as even the new uh, Mewtwo EX will do that as well. Yeah, even the new Mewtwo Y EX card. Hold on, let me pull that one up. That one will actually. That one does a uh, does a jumped up version of the old Mewtwo EXs. I believe I forget something yeah, me, something ball Psycho up. Ball or something like that. Psychic Infinity. This it does a base ten, two colorless. This attack does thirty more damage times the amount of energy attached to both active Pokemon. Yep. So yeah, Mega Mewtwo Y variant EX. Yes, that one's and, the good and one. Evelt, e, and Evelt and will are pretty much some of the more guaranteed counters to Mega Metagross EX when it's fully set up. Yep. So it's it's definitely be wary if you if you use Mega Metagross because. I if any if I've seen anything is whenever I play on a uh, online for the TCG, I always seem to run into Eveltal EX all the time. And now with Mega Mewtwo Y EX out, it's just probably going to be even more common. 
to -hmm. run into him. But just like his VGC counterpart, Metagross is an absolute tank when it comes to it. Because, like, the Ancient Origins Metagross, like, one of them, the uh, item double one, is... I just like one of its attacks. It's called Machine Gun Stomp. I'm like, really? Yeah. But yeah, I, I love me some Metagross. All right, so I think that's it for the Pokemon of the episode this week. If you want to learn more cool Pokemon facts and trivia, you can always check out PokePodcast.com. Check out the awesome writing staff. We have Snag and Whimsicott writing weekly opinion articles. We have Viger on the news. We have Scrawn writing his Pokemon mythology articles, something mm-hmm. like that. That's what he's doing. And we have Sublime writing VGC articles, Mickey Panda doing anime synopses, and Basket does a monthly webcomic. And I'm not missing anybody, correct? I don't think so. Awesome, and if you I did are, it today. Just plug it in later. I did it today. Okay, so we're going to kick it on over to Puckle's Mail Corner after this. for the mailbag send in your emails the mail's here check your inbox it's time for the mailbag mail and on to the mail corner <laughs> This is the last time we make up these names. It is. It's the end. It's the end. 100%. Okay. All right. The mail corner. Next week, we're back to the normal. Back to normal the, next week. The mail corner. It never, never fails corner. The mailbag is brought to you, as, by, as always, by our energy drink, Green Taurus. The energy drink that gives you hooves. And as always, every week, we will be giving out the Green Taurus badge to an email we think is worthy. Or not. The Green Taurus badge. Or not. I mean, or we may not, not if nobody's worthy. And as every week, we always ask you guys a question every week that you guys can respond to in our mailbag by responding to PucklePodcast at gmail.com. And this week, we didn't get as many, probably because it was Christmas, so makes sense. Yeah. So let's get started, though. Our first one is from Evie Light. Evie Light. Hi, Thatch and co-hosts. It's Evie Light, writing into the mailbag once again. Last week, we were asking you all about Pokemon Go knowledge. Uh, we found an article by VentureBeat about Pokemon Go, about the gyms and everything, and it was very interesting, and we discussed it. So we were asking you guys' opinions on the cool new Pokemon Go knowledge. So it's Eevee Light writing into the mailbag once again. Most of my Pokemon Go knowledge has come from you guys and from this past podcast. It sounds to me like the gyms you mentioned might work like fighting dojos. I don't think I've heard anything about gym badge system in Pokemon Go, so maybe instead of winning badges, the point is to claim victories against other teams. In order to raise strong Pokemon, one would go to these gyms or fighting dojos to train and raise the levels of Pokemon. I'm not with I'm not familiar with how Ingress assigns teams, but I'm assuming Pokemon Go would work in a similar fashion. You literally just pick. That's how you pick teams. Yep. Maybe there will also be a capture the flag system similar to Ingress in Pokemon Go. Who knows, maybe the flag will be legendary Pokemon, and only the winning team will be able to capture it. These are all just guesses I'm making, but I'm definitely excited to hear more news. On a side note, I want to say that I'm finally able to make it to the monthly Chatbox meetup, and I really had a great time. Thanks to Mr. Maximus for battling me and giving me pointers on my team. Hopefully I can build one for the UUTC. That's it for me, Evie Light. Alright. I'm still, I, I will say, I'm excited for Pokemon Go. It's going to be a nice little thing to play. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I have no idea what it is yet. I still don't believe it. Like, I just... Well, I... like, the trailers do not... 
The trailers don't actually show any gameplay or We've how it's going to We've been down this road so many times. Yeah, the trailers yeah. do not Ethan, make it look like Ethan, I will be. describe it to you at a later date. No, 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 no. I, I've seen the content. Like, I've consumed all of the media surrounding it. Oh, yes. I it's, just, not, it's probably not going to come out until, like, late 2016. I don't... I don't have faith in it. I, honestly, <laughs> I, I, I just... I think it's going to be underwhelming. It very well could be. Can yeah. I just say something real quick? Go ahead. Okay. Uh, it would appear that our very own... Gator Maximus got a puckle shirt. Nah, he did it. Alright then. It just appears that way. It just appears that way. It's Hedge's word against ours, but whatever. (laughs) Alright, so our next one is from uh, Antonin. You got this one, Ethan? That's me. I I got that one right here. Dear sirs and madams, just sirs right now, I would like to humbly present my thoughts on Pokemon Go and its gym and team structures. In my opinion, Niantic will be uh, will randomly disperse gyms within towns and cities so that even the smallest of places will have a gym to battle. I believe that the larger the city, the more plentiful gyms will be. These gyms will most likely show up on a map rather than appear randomly like a Pokemon encounter. But once you beat a gym, what will that mean? Will you get a badge? Will you be able to enter an Elite Four? Where will that be? Will every town have its own Elite Four? Those are my questions. But as far as teams go... I think that we will see teams in the style of Harry Potter. Okay. Uh, you either right. get sorted into one, like uh, or, like Harry, you'll be able to choose the team you want to join. Teams will have their own logos, names, and benefits. Perhaps even Pokemon Go skins and the starter Pokemon. I think these teams will be pre-built, not user-generated. Here's why. I think that Pokemon Go will have a point structure, where points will signify battles. Battles won, Pokemon captures, and perhaps even steps walked. All of, it would, all of which will be contributed to the team you're signed up with. This way, teams can compete against each other via points and receive team-wide, team-wide rewards when one team wins during some period of time, like a spring competition. And by the end of the spring, uh, the, a winning team will be chosen and receive a top percentage ratatata, or, you know, like win the House Cup. What do you guys think? Random flip-flop fact. Did you know that the Dalai Lama of Tibet wears flip-flops all the time? Even to official functions? In fact, he met several U.S. presidents while wearing flip-flops. <laughs> I think I'll wear flip-flops to my meetings see how that goes over. Uh, I need to say a shout-out to Antonin because he's been helping us work out on the website, and now he's actually made it a much more responsive website. So if you go on your mobile device on your cell phone or something, Puckle's actually much more readable. Woo! So thank you to that. Thank, thank you. you, Antonin. Mm-hmm. You were the man. I believe that's how I pronounce your name, but I'm just mm-hmm. t- no. That is that is how you pronounce it. Right, Antonin. Thank He's you. He's got a very cool name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so I guess I got this next one from, from Winmore. Winmore. Yes, Winmore. All right. Hey to all my putties, puckle buddies. Winmore here, and I wanted to tell you all Merry Christmas first and foremost, and I hope it's great for all of you. Just thought I would start by commenting how good last week's mailbags were. I didn't get anything Pokemon related for Christmas, but I did get a tool set. Growing up is great, isn't it? Don't I have a tool set. I actually <laughs> got I actually got a jack and some jack stands so I could change my oil. I got That's a nice good. little pocket knife that doubles as a pl- pair of pliers. So That's good too. <laughs> with a very blinding LED light. I so. got I got gloves for for handling lights on movie sets. Ooh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, they're really nice. Alright, back to Winmore. I have, however, been planning my soon-to-be great UUTC team, and I gotta say, I'm having a lot of fun doing it. 
It's been a long time since I planned a tournament team and also an OU team at that. It's been entertaining trying to predict what a lot of people are going to bring to the competition. I want to make a bold prediction in that I think many people are going to bring Slowbro to the UUTC. Is that... That seems reasonable. I don't know. All right, then. We'll see what happens. Moving on to last week's mailbag, I have to say I'm disappointed with the new format for this year's VGC format. I've never been a fan of using legendaries competitively, and I know I believe almost every other Pokemon will be at the mercy of a select few. I would have preferred something like a top 15 ban list, but I also understand that is that is a slippery slope, and we don't want them to just create they'll want them to just create a bigger and bigger ban list because that would indeed be a worse trend. Well, sooner or later, if you do that, we're only going to be using Sunkern or something. Banging. That's too, that's too powerful, so... Uh, this is, like, the opposite direction, and I think I discussed these feelings a little bit during the show, but... Yeah. yeah just don't worry about it. I think at least it... At least Landorus won't be popular. Yeah. Don't worry about it, so... For this week's mailbag, I have to say I'm really excited for the Pokemon Go announcement. Like Thatch, I was pretty skeptical about the possibility of misleading with the original trailer. I know this doesn't undo any of that, but I really like the format they've described for different Pokemon being in different geographical areas. Since I've recently moved to Houston, I am only about 45 minutes from the ocean, so I'm excited for the potential to capture many water types and even when I go to visit my family in the Midwest to see completely different Pokemon. Well, see ya. When more out. Because I believe that is how Pokemon Go is going to work. With geolo- with the geographical locations, mm-hmm. that's where you're going to yeah, see no, many that's what, that's what they of- said during the article, actually. Yeah. So it's like, I like that way, that way of doing it, but then that does ask me, with Missouri being the way that it is, and it being a torrential downpour... Right now, in the middle of winter, what kind of Pokemon am I going to be expecting to meet? It's probably just going to be a giant grab bag of just one Politoed. (laughs) Just one Politoed. Perfect. All right. So this next one is from Red Seven. Howdy, Thatch and Puckle hosts. Red Seven here, wishing you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. As 2015 draws to a close, I am reminding of all the amazing gifts that this year has brought us, from a Hoopa distribution to new Zygarde forms and the announcements of Pokemon Go. I'd say that we're given quite a lot, even though Z version managed to stay just outside our grasp. We definitely have a lot to look forward to in the upcoming year. With that, let's go to the mailbag. I was first introduced to my daughter, I first introduced my daughter to Pokemon a few years ago by showing her the Ashame. She stared in awe as this silly nude travels as Pikachu, braving the elements, foiling organized crime, and striving to become the very best. After watching a few episodes, she looked at me with tear-soaked eyes and asked me the one question we all asked ourselves as children. Daddy, why can't I catch Pokemon in real life? I turned away with her just in time to hide my own tears and answered while standing, staring into forever, one day, sweetheart, one day. But Red7, what does that have to do with Pokemon Go? Quiet, you. I'm getting there. I remember when Pokemon Go was first announced that the brilliant trailer reawakened the dreams that slept within us for so long Gone are the days of wishing that we could venture out on our own and hunt our favorite Pokemon. Hell, I'd quit my job and get my camping gear ready if I didn't have a Pokemon to su- didn't have a family to support. Kidding, I assure you, I can't wait until Pokemon Go is released. I can see it now. Daughter. Dad, you're supposed to drop me off at school today. Where are we going? Red 7. 
No time for school. There's been sightings of Grimers downtown. We need to get there as soon as possible. Daughter, step on it, Dad. I guess what I'm most excited for is this the idea that I can share this dream with children of my own. With the recent mention of gyms in the latest article, I'm curious as to how this will affect the gameplay and leveling up my mons. But before I go, I have a new poem for you. This one is a little easy. So this one, uh, what he does in his emails is he actually puts a poem in there to help us figure out what location of the Pokemon world he's talking about. So he says, Oh no, Grandpa's done this before. Hungover, passed out on the floor. He's blocking the path and in need of a bath. Dear Arceus, help me once more. So which one do you guys think this is? I already know the answer. I'm looking at it. Uh... Come on. It's it's super easy. I know. I'm wanting to just... So what's the rule that he goes by? Again? Oh, it's, it's a place in the Pokemon world. Just a town. Okay. Somewhere in the okay. Pokemon world. I know it's in Kanto. Yes, that's true. I know true. it's in Kanto, but I'm trying to remember specifically... What town? Because you know, never played a Kanto game. Ethan, uh, do you know? Do you know where this is? Ethan, we lost Ethan. Oh no, Ethan's dead. I was, I was, I was muted there for a second. Oh, hold on. So, okay. Hold on. Can you can you help me with the question again? Okay, so he wrote us a poem which describes a place in the Pokemon universe. Uh huh. And so you're supposed to answer. You're supposed to answer which place in the Pokemon universe this is. He's blocking the path, and in need of a bath. Yes. Oh, is is this this is this the the uh, um, uh, Snorlax that's blocking the the, the thingy? No, I'm yeah, pretty sure this it... is Viridian City. When we get to Viridian City a bit, uh, the first for the first time, the old man is asleep or passed out on the ground, and you can't go past either, him. That's that's the that's the RPG sc- reason why you can't go past and go into Viridian Forest without turning around going back to Professor Oak. Right. Maybe. Because either the man needs his coffee or he's passed out drunk, depending on where you are in the oh, world. Yeah, and which country so, you're playing yeah, the game. Grandf- I, I doubt his grandfather is a Snorlax. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's it. Uh, props to Fluffy and Thatch on the last one. You were correct. I was referring to the Meltank in the farm outside of Olivine City. What a horrible cow. Eating all my hard-earned orange berries. All this free healthcare in every city and you couldn't be bothered to run by a Pokemon Center? But I digress. Later days, Red 7. All, All right. right, Ethan, you get this last one from Locke. Yes. His eternal yes. rival. Your eternal my, rival. My, my true nemesis. <laughs> and and we're soon, and by soon, I mean, who knows, someday we will have a showdown. Yes, that's true. Dear Ethan, Viger, and Thatch, I'm going straight into the mailbag. For Christmas, I got a sweet Eevee shirt for my wife. The last Zelda amiibo is missing, and a sweet, sweet Puckle t-shirt available at etsy.com slash Podcast. You can get yours today! <laughs> Hashtag St. Shameless Plug. He, 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 he knows the business. That is mm-hmm. all XD. Hexmaniac Lock. He's actually the one who made the design for the shirt, though. So Right. He's really cool. But yes, yes. Uh, I guess that's it for the mailbag this week. I don't know that any of these people don't have the mailbag badge. I don't know either. Uh, I believe I believe the only one that may not have it is Red Seven, and I really liked his anyway today. Yeah, so I, did too. I think I think Red Seven. Yeah. If you haven't already won it, you get it this week. Yeah, uh, everybody can email in next week to us at pucklepodcast at gmail dot com, telling us whether or not you think Pokemon is an esport. Send that into pucklepodcast at gmail dot com. We will read it on the show next week. Also, tell me what you got for Kwanzaa. <laughs> 
people people are saying what they got for do you get do you get presents on Kwanzaa? Hold on. I don't know how Kwanzaa works actually. I, do you I... get presents for Kwanzaa? <laughs> Here I'm typing away. There it is. It's the it's the third thing down. Do they? Uh, giving yes, you do get gifts okay. for Kwanzaa. Good to know. All right, so moving moving on though, if you want some more Puckle stuff to do this week until you wait for, I guess this is the last episode of 2015. Uh, now that I think about it, it's not like we're taking a week off or anything. We'll be back for you guys next Monday for you to listen to us. So definitely check that out at, uh, at PucklePodcast.com. Check out all the cool stuff there. We have a chat box where you guys can all come and meet up and talk with us. Our next chat box meetup, however, won't be until, I believe, if I double check, it will not be until the 11th of January, but it doesn't mean that you can't use the chat box until then. So (laughs) definitely go out and do that. We can also, I believe... We, you can also check out and follow us on all of our social media, uh, Twitter, Twitter, we're at Puckle Podcast, Facebook, we're facebook.com slash Puckle Podcast. You can subscribe to our subreddit, r slash Puckle. You can follow us on Tumblr, pucklepodcast.tumblr.com. And you can, most importantly, review us on iTunes, if you haven't already. That helps us out a ton when we get iTunes reviews. It really does. Also, currently, we still have that uh, Puckle survey still going on. If you haven't filled that out already, I will make sure to put a link in the show description as well as again on our social media. I'll probably post it a couple times this week. And if you guys could fill it out and help us figure out how to make 2016 an even better Puckly year for you guys, that would be great. So that's PucklePodcast.com slash survey. If you All haven't right. already taken it. Mm-hmm. It helps us out a ton. And yeah, I, I think that's I think I've hit most everything on the head. Sounds like it. <laughs> I think uh, I think that would mean that it is time to end the show, as we always say. It is I, ending time. It is ending time. So I guess here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, I'm Trainer Thatch. I've been, or no, I was Ethan, changing it up. I am still Viger. And here, as I just said, in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's ending time.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.